T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. And for Damon today, Whitey Gleason. Thanks for being with us on this uh, President's Day. We're just kicking around the question. Question that um, doesn't seem to mean as much as it did a year ago or so. Who's going to end up being the better player? Is it going to be Joey Bart? Is it going to be Trey Lance? Is it going to be James Wiseman? <sighs> Ray's going with uh, Joey Bart. Certainly going to have a chance to prove his worth to the Giants this year. I still say it's going to be Trey Lance. So that's a sobering report you shared with us, Ray, from Albert Breer last week. Sources within the 49ers, whoever that may be. See, I thought the 49ers got rid of that source, that source that would disparage Trey Lance. But a source says they're not impressed with his arm and they're not, they thought he'd be well, a better No, they, they want him to improve those. Yeah, okay. I mean, it wasn't like they said, we're dissatisfied with this. They want him to be a better right. thrower, a better passer of the football, yeah. which is important for a quarterback. And they wanted, you know, they thought he'd be a better runner. So that to me, I mean, I'm reading into it, but it sounds like, boy, this isn't as well. This isn't what we thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. And maybe part of that is the injury. Maybe part of that is who the hell knows. But he's done remarkably little with what little time he's had. Brock Purdy's the guy, right, going forward. Well, Greg Cosell, NFL Films, says, Meh. Brock Purdy, for instance, there were two things he started to do in the last two, three weeks of the season, which if he would, we, we don't know what would have played out against the Eagles, and we don't know when he's going to play again, but he started to do two things that would have to be cleaned up. Number one, when he felt pressure, he started to retreat backwards. You can't retreat backwards in the NFL. And the other thing is when he felt pressure, he would automatically run to his left, and teams would start to force I'm telling you right now, teams, if, if he wasn't hurt and all that, teams would start to force him to do that because you see how a guy plays over time. You get a book on him. And there's no question Brock Purdy played better than Nick Mullins, but let's not remember that Nick Mullins threw for a lot of yards under in, under Kyle Shanahan. Did he say, let's not remember? I don't yeah, think yeah I don't think that. he meant, meant I don't think that. he meant to say that. But Greg Cosell, we already know Brock Purdy's the man, right? One of the great things about Purdy was that he did not make what you'd call bad throws. Could he have thrown a few more picks? Obviously, Diggs hit, dropped the interception at the end of the, the first half in that game against Seattle, which was uh, only he could tell you why he threw that. I couldn't because he threw it right to Diggs. But he also started to miss a few things the last two weeks where they were designed to fine read throws, and for whatever reason, he didn't 
didn't turn it loose. He just, I don't know, maybe he didn't see. I, I can't answer that. Only he could. I'm not saying that he did not have a good year, and the story is phenomenal, but six, seven games is not enough to decide that a guy is either bad, you know, in some cases, or great. So we're going to have fun this offseason once uh, camp opens. Talk about this quarterback battle, Ray. Oh, swell. <laughs> Why? No, it actually it could be a legitimate, very important quarterback battle. It could be, or it could stink. But I know that we're going to spend a ridiculous amount of time on it. Well, I know. Based on, again, <laughs> remarkably little evidence. Because, one... What evidence we have now, to me, suggests it's going to be intriguing. Will it be overwrought and overhyped and overreported? Yeah, but I think it still has a chance to be fascinating. Not really. Really? Nah. It's just we're going to inflate it until the balloon blows up. That's what we do. But it's important. Don't you think it's important? No. Who the Not quarterback of the 49ers is? Whether it's why, why does that matter to me? Well, I assume that you enjoy watching sports. Well, yeah. I assume you have some interest in who wins, whether you... I don't have an interest in who wins. That's the myth. You don't have any interest in who wins? I no. mean, even... Show like, me hey, the game. I hope this team loses because it'll be more interesting to, to talk about the next day. No. Some, we're going to be talking have, about those... You have those, some interest in who wins. We're going to be talking about those hyenas either way. So, I mean, that that's a fixed cost. I think so it, it doesn't matter whether they're good or not. To me, I didn't say you have an interest in whether they're good. I said you had an interest in who wins. To me, it's fascinating that at this point, Kyle Shanahan, we know, is outstanding offensive coach. Uh, maybe he's a genius play caller. He still doesn't have the quarterback thing figured out. That's incredible to me. I understand why. I'm not saying, oh, yeah. they should get rid of him. But I'm saying that's pretty interesting. Um, the idea that he has to have the quarterback thing figured out in February is hilarious to me. Because ignoring the injuries, what he's really shown you is two things. One, as long as the quarterback is competent, he can make an offense work. Because Kyle Shanahan has enough players around him so that a quarterback who can hit a target and hand off to somebody with skill is going to be fine. Second. Fine doesn't win your Super Bowls. Fine doesn't win you Super Bowl, and that's what you're trying to do. Yeah, but you don't need the quarterback to be the guy who wins the Super Bowl for you because whoever they have isn't Patrick Mahomes. And how has that worked out for him so far? And you resulted think, in zero Super Bowls. And you think the, the quarterback is why they didn't win Super Bowls? I think they would have had a chance to win a Super Bowl this year if they had a quarterback in the, in the last game. I thought, I thought Brock Purdy was spun from pure gold. I never said that. that. No, but everybody else did. Okay, well, talk I mean, to everybody just, else then. We... We overvalue, one, the quarterback who's not playing, and two, we obsess about the quarterback in this town to a, not just egregious, but stunningly stupid degree. It just, the 49ers... <laughs> uh, if you're not on YouTube, Ray actually snarled when he said stunningly stupid. Well, I mean, the 49ers have shown that they are loaded with talent, and the places where they were at least slightly deficient... Wasn't the quarterback? They were they were doing fine with Jimmy Garoppolo too. Again, they the were doing fine. Is, I know, and Jimmy played really well in 2019, but they didn't win. Okay, the Super Bowl. and why did they not win? Let because I want to hear your I want to hear your version of why they didn't win the Super Bowl. Because the defense gave up a big play, and no, they gave up three touchdowns in the last quarter. And because the quarterback couldn't connect on a play that maybe would have won the game. 
But nobody Sims. ever mentions the fact that the defense gave up three touchdowns in the fourth I quarter. I just meant you're coming after me about things. Yes, that because no one you're else the only guy in the room. Or other people say, and I don't I, want you to invite people from the text line to have a, a have an opinion. Okay, but see, I just I'm feel just like telling you they lost because their defense failed in the end. And I'm against telling a you, superior quarterback. That this is a team that has been a Super Bowl contender most of what was three, three of the last, last four, four years. years, which is superb, but. Common wisdom, conventional wisdom is the quarterback is the most important position. The 49ers haven't won a Super Bowl yet. Doesn't mean they won't. Maybe they're still going to win the next three. The 49ers still haven't had a guy at quarterback that people look at and say, that's Super Bowl winning quarterback. And there may be a correlation there. And to me, it's interesting that Kyle Shanahan, offensive genius, offensive, is very good offensive coach at the very least. He still doesn't have his quarterback situation figured out. He never really has. No, but... And that's 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 fascinating. They, did, they to me. didn't win one Super Bowl because the defense failed them in the end, and they didn't win the other one because a cornerback dropped a sure interception. That's why they that's why they didn't get to the second one. Mm-hmm. And this one, they had they got nothing from the start because Purdy went down. Oh, I know this one. Was, and, yeah, you had no chance. And no chance. Even if he had played the entire game, there is no guarantee that Philadelphia wouldn't have waxed them anyway. I mean, the thing is, we want people want Brock Purdy to succeed wildly, but they also want Trey Lance to succeed wildly, and one of them can't. Okay, well, take that up with those people. Well, you're coming I'm, after me, coming down my road about what other people say. No, which I you understand, but what I, I'm saying is, yeah. this town is psychotic about quarterbacks. When in fact, the reason why they have no Super Bowls is because in specific games. Different things failed other than the quarterback. Okay, but just like you can't say the quarterback matters that much, that much, nor can you say they lost because of this. They lost Super Bowl because that play is not the quarterback. It was that the defense did this. No, it was was three plays. All of that. It was three, it was three plays, and they all went for touchdowns against a defense that was supposed to be mega elite. I just, I mean, even even without Purdy. The NFC Championship game, they gave up 31. Here, here's the... Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, Purdy's if you, injury... If your offense Pur- was more functional, you wouldn't have given up 31. How do you so, know that? Well, I'm guessing you would have had the ball more often and so that you probably wouldn't have given up 31. So to say, uh, without Purdy, they gave up 31. Well, yeah, but I mean, it all... You know this. It all goes hand in hand. Well, then, It all goes hand in hand. Well, then you just argued my point. If it all goes hand in hand, then why are you fixating on one guy? Because they haven't had the guy at quarterback and they haven't won. Could there be a connection there? There's also this. I think Kyle Shannon in the past, and I think he's phenomenal. All right. But he, here's why he sucks. No, I'm not. See, I think he's been an excellent coach, but it, obviously, that's obvious. But it's fair to wonder whether he has something that I call scheme arrogance. Scheme arrogance, which is my scheme is such that we can win a Super Bowl without a quarterback who's that is that good because he's running my scheme. And I wonder if that still has been a reason why the 49ers have not yet won a Super Bowl. Scheme arrogance. Scheme arrogance is when, oh, we're fine. We got Nick Mullins. They had Nick Mullins because Garoppolo got hurt. They didn't choose Nick Mullins because he was their future. No, but that was got, an accident. Oh, what a Yeah, I guess there's no way of planning. Well, what should we do in case our quarterback gets hurt? There's no way of guessing that your quarterback might get hurt in football. That's part of it. So you're so what you're telling me is 
it's not about scheme arrogance. It's about roster construction. Well, scheme arrogance w- it relates to who your backup quarterback is. If you think who our quarterbacks are, um, we're fine. This guy, he's fine. And if he gets hurt, the next guy's fine, too. And please give me a list now while you're on this tirade. Okay. I, I, How many teams have a, have an excellent backup quarterback? Um, I, I, I'd have to check. You know, it's, rosters are very fluid this time of year, right? I'll save you. I'll save you some time. Nobody. The backup is the backup because he's not nearly as good as the starter. Well, so that's that. That's just the fact that there aren't very many quarterbacks that you, mm-hmm. that are very good. Even a lot of starters who aren't very good. And Baker Mayfield is going to be on his fourth team in three years because of it. Yeah, and, and he was a high draft choice. The NFL isn't really good at finding the elite quarterback. Well, it's because too, and I agree with you about the backups. There was a time when, obviously, with the uh, cap before the cap, you could the good teams made sure they had a good backup quarterback. And we all know, you know, it's going way back, but that's why you'd have Joe Montana, Steve Young, so you could you could afford to do that. But I mean, you have to have a backup who could play. Uh, 888-957-9570. If you're a team that has aspirations to go far, let's talk to Dave in Pleasanton on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Dave, what's up? Hey, really quick. you. Hey, re- really quick. You are right about the scheme arrogance, and I think that has to do a lot with uh, the offensive line. Kyle thinks, hey, as long as we got Trent Williams, we can kind of use my scheme to make the offensive line look better. But I called mainly to get on Ray a little bit. Yeah, because because our defense consistently has been the majority of the reason we got as far as we did. Jimmy G is the last reason we got as far as we did. How many times did they cover up his mistakes? So I agree with Ray. They did lose the Super Bowl in the NFC Championship game. But when they saved his butt so many times... You can't say Jimmy G wasn't the biggest problem on the team. I feel that that was the easy. I think Derek Carr could have won the Super Bowl with us. Thank you, Dave, for checking in. And I'm sorry, Ray, but Dave has spoken, and he agrees with me. Well, can he do the rest of the shift, and I'll go home? Well, maybe. Dave, come on. If you're if you're in the, he was in Pleasanton, so I don't think that'll work out. But he's right. You go back to that 2019 year, and we know Jimmy Garoppolo had a really big year. He also threw some interceptions that didn't hurt them. Why not? Because the defense, it's like, yeah, it's all right. We'll stop them. Okay, but I didn't say the defense was bad. I'm saying that the defense You said that's why they lost the Super Bowl. Because they gave up three touchdowns in one quarter. That's why. And that defense shouldn't give up three touchdowns in one quarter. Except that they're up against an offense that was better than them. And all I'm suggesting, while I understand where you're coming from, and I think factually that it all checks out, we have some people, you know, um, double-checking that. But if you have a more efficient, a better quarterback, uh, then you move the ball on offense better, then that takes some of the pressure off your defense and doesn't put the defense in that position. I think it's, to this point, I think it's fair to say that Kyle Shanahan still hasn't found that franchise quarterback for the 49ers. He hasn't done it. It's not easy. I know it's not easy. One of the reasons I think he struggled to do that is because I think he has been guilty of what I call some scheme arrogance. Uh, and again, I'm not saying, get him out of here. But I think it's fascinating that here we are all these years later, and there still is. Who's the quarterback? Well, we hope it's Trey Lance, but it might be this other guy that we kind of, well, we took with the last pick. That's that's fascinating to me. Okay. Fascinating. Fascinating. Uh-huh. 
I, you know, I just the the idea that and you that has nothing to do with the fixation on quarterbacks. It is an important position, and they're not sure who theirs is going to be. No, but you know what? You can either have the guy with seven career starts, or you can have the guy with one. I mean, and was that planned? Was that scheme arrogance? No, it was accident. Sometimes you have to accept the fact that stuff happens just because stuff happens. And their quarterback situation is because stuff has happened. And the thing that you have to say about Kyle Shanahan is that when handed a 7-2, he turns it into something because he does have a scheme that works. It's not, he says, I don't need a quarterback. It's, I can't find one because I've been... I've had bad luck doing that. I mean, it just there, there's a difference between, you know, my guy got hurt and eh, it doesn't matter who I need. I'm going back even to his first year here when Brian Hoyer was the quarterback. And I know they weren't going to win anything. His first year? Uh, yes. He was because, lucky that anybody would come and play. Yes. And I know that they weren't going to win anything then anyway. But Brian Hoyer, what did they say about Brian Hoyer? You know, he knows the system. He can get the ball out. He's... And he, was, he couldn't. He, could, he couldn't get the ball out. But that was the first sign of Kyle Shanahan thinking this certain guy's like, yep, that's my guy because he knows my thing. And he's not that good, but my scheme will make him better. And it hasn't always worked out. 888-957-9570. Jerry in Bayview, 95.7 The Game. Hey, Jerry, what's up? Uh, hey, guys. Great show. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think Shanahan... Uh, until he gets into a live read offense, like you're you're stepping the line and seeing what's going on, he's just guessing. And I think you saw three offensive coordinators that would have that did or or would have completely outplayed him in the Cincinnati Bengals guy, the Philadelphia guy, and and Kansas City. You got to get a live read offense, or else you're just guessing. And a lot of times. The defense was guessing right on Shanahan. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks, Jerry. I, I guess Jerry's talking about running some RPO stuff. Is that what it? Did I understand him right? Live read offense, like you're running more quarterbacks making reads. Is I guess. You- I think it's a get to the line of scrimmage, see what the defense is doing, and go from there. Let the quarterback make decisions at before the snap. Gotcha. Interesting point. I don't have a problem with Kyle Shanahan and his play calling and all that. I mean, the level of success they had is phenomenal. But to me, it's not a coincidence that they haven't quite been able to just break through just yet. And they have not had a quarterback that everyone could point to and say, man, that's a guy that you want to ride with going forward. It's always been, he's our guy for now, and that's good enough. Always. And again, it's because... I know a lot of circumstances. You're right. Well, okay, then. Except that. Some of it. Yeah, then then don't do the scheme arrogance thing. Like, oh, anybody can do this. Because if anybody could do this, he'd still have Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer was there the first year because that team was awful. And it took him two years to shovel out that stable. So anything that happened in the first two years is just him trying to figure out who here can play at all. He knew Brian Hoyer wasn't going to be a part of the long-term solution. He knew that. No, but he didn't play as well that year as he was supposed to, and he wasn't able to do some of the things that Shanahan assumed he could do. Again, I'm not saying no, I don't that th- set back the Shanahan program or the 49ers would have won two Super Bowls by now not for Hoyer. I'm not saying that. No, but he knew that Brian Hoyer was not an answer to anything except who's who's my right now guy. He had to bench to- Hoyer. Yes, because... He didn't plan to bench. Hoyer's like, he's going to solidify things. He's going to be steady. He's not going to solidify things. He's going to eat up games until I have a team that doesn't stay. And he couldn't do that. Okay. Because he wasn't as good as Kyle Shanahan thought. 
No, but it wasn't Kyle like he... Shanahan has somehow, he has a little bit of a blind spot when it comes to quarterbacks, which is incredible to me. It should be incredible because it's wrong. I don't know. I mean, Brian Hoyer is not a choice you make. Brian Hoyer is what you're stuck with. I mean, that's it. He didn't say, this guy can run my offense. It's that he's the guy I got. I mean, I, like I said, the first two years of his reign don't count because he had to undo the damage that preceded him. That's how that worked. It worked that way with Bill Walsh, too. I mean, he went from two wins the first year to six wins the second. Then he won a Super Bowl. He, but he needed those two years to I clean out the stables. I don't dispute that, but I would say, since you bring up Bill Walsh, how many quarterbacks did Bill Walsh and the 49ers draft that ended up starters on other teams? I mean, I'm thinking like Bono and Elvis Gerbach. Uh, and they, they would do that because they, they would develop quarterbacks and they would also get guys in the first place that were good quarterbacks. And some of that I know has to do with back then, more teams ran the West Coast offense. But you look at the 49ers, it's not all on Kyle, but they go out and they've got, you know, they trade up to get uh, Trey Lance. And I still hope it works out. But look, here we are in there. And as you said, you've got insiders going, we're not that thrilled with them. Okay, well, I mean, it's certainly possible. Blind spot when it comes to quarterbacks. Not blind spot when it. Maybe it's a roster construction problem. Because he's also the general manager. It's not John Lynch. And I don't know how many times it has to be said, but Kyle Shanahan makes the choices on that. He's the one who wanted Trey Lance. And he's the one who said, no, this is what I'm doing. And I don't buy the argument that he was talked out of Mac Jones. Nobody talks Kyle Shanahan out of anything. He takes what he wants. And did he pick wrong on Trey Lance? Beats me. But there's no evidence yet that they, that he's anything other than a mistake. Um, and the truth is... Which is not good. No, but that's, a, but, that, but that's not a matter of he can't mold a quarterback. It's just he took a guy who's not NFL ready. But you have to go back to, at the time, when he made that pick and he talked about... Remember, you can, you can look this up. I'm paraphrasing to a degree, but Kyle Shanahan talked about how when they lost that Super Bowl, the Falcons lost that Super Bowl to the Patriots when they were up 28-3. He said, you know what? I learned a lot from that. I learned that you've got to have that guy as your quarterback. These were, I'm paraphrasing again, but this is very close to what he actually said, the actual um, exact words. I learned from that experience. To win a Super Bowl, you've got to have that guy. That's what he said. They don't have that guy. They have not been able to find him. Now, I know in all fairness to you and to Kyle Shanahan and to all these players, it's not that easy. You can't just assume every year that that guy is available. And quite often when he is available, as we've seen, a guy like Mahomes, not a lot of people recognized it. So I know that. But it is a fact that they still don't have, unless Kyle, unless Trey Lance, pardon me, turns out to be that guy or maybe Brock Purdy, I think it's a long ways from that. They still haven't found that guy, and that's one of the reasons they haven't won a Super Bowl yet. No, but that's not that's not scheme arrogance. That's luck. That's that that's guessing wrong on a draft choice. It's not that he wants to have average quarterbacks. I mean, who's nobody a, wants an average quarterback? No, but I think they, he's guilty of thinking this quarterback's yeah, he's okay. But in my system, he's okay he's for now. Be but I can make I can make that better. It's not ideal. I don't think he's. I don't think anybody believes that he thinks he's got an ideal situation. Do you think? And I'm not. I'm not trying to trap you on this. I'm curious what you think. I'm not trying to draw you into something and go, "Ha ha." Do you think that Jimmy was Kyle's guy? Because it seems to me it was probably, um, it was probably uh, the general manager's idea. No, I think it was Kyle's idea. Lynch's idea. Kyle's in charge. 
period. Kyle's in charge. And his choices were getting Jimmy Garoppolo right away for a, a pittance or having to spend a ton of money in hopes of getting Kyle, or Kirk Cousins. A guy that we think that um, Kyle Shanahan loves, right? We think that. Kirk but, Cousins. But I'm pretty sure that he could have traded for him a couple of years ago before his next deal came up. But So that, that's his ideal quarterback? I, know I don't said. think it's his ideal quarterback, but that was the best one that was available in that market. And you're going to tell me he doesn't have a blind spot about quarterbacks? When Kyle Shanahan's guy is... It's not like he gets to take every quarterback in football and say, I get the first pick. It's what's available that year. And that year, everybody believed Kirk Cousins was the best quarterback available, not the best quarterback. Well, I think it's going to be very interesting in camp this year between the two of them. And Brock's the starter, right? Would Would you agree with that, that you go into it as, all right, he's got the job for now, or does that even matter? Do you say, nope? No one's got the job, like Joey Bart. No one's got the job. No, I, no. Joey Bart's got the job because there's no alternative. Yeah, to Joey I Bart. mean they've told Don't him he say doesn't. Roberto Perez. They, they, Don't you dare. They've told him he doesn't. And I have Austin wins and. Don't say any of those <laughs> names. Don't. They told him he doesn't. Whitey, have the job. I'm trying to look out for you here. Okay. All right. But it is true. They told him you don't have nothing is guaranteed. Well, nothing. No, because what's he going to do? Say, oh, you're fine. And then you send that message to, to Trey Lance, too. And now he's going, that yeah, definitely get me out of here now. Yeah. When they don't know if Brock Purdy can last. I mean, if Greg Cosell found flaws in his last three games of the regular season, then maybe yeah. there are flaws there. Yeah. I mean, he didn't get picked last in the draft because he was actually a hidden gem. Well, we've got uh, that to look forward to. And, of course... Okay, there's no football for now other than the XFL, but we got baseball. That's spring. not football. Don't bring that up. That's what the Unless, F stands for, although I still don't know what the X stands for. It doesn't stand for anything, does it? Excruciating. <laughs> Ray's going to get us ready for the new rules in baseball this year. Pitch clock. I don't know, Ray. It's coming up next. We are sponsored by AC Transit. It's Damon and Rado. Whitey in for Damon, 95.7 The Game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to Damon.
Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. And for Damon, Kevin, Michael, Whitey Gleason, thank you for being with us today. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Then I think Alan Styles is going to be for a couple of days, and I'll be back Friday. But I don't think you're going to be here Friday, Ray. I think no, it's me. And, I uh, have to apologize to Alan ahead of time. <laughs> But if he tries to goad me into a stupid debate about the 49er quarterback in February, I deserve what I get. I wasn't trying to debate you. I was trying to tell you the way it is, and you just wouldn't listen, and you started arguing with me about things that other people say. So I don't understand You're kind of what other people say, and you should know by now that my value of other people is minimal. I, I, I do know that. In I fact, I honestly that. believe the planet could do right by itself by having the meteor hit. As promised, we're going to address some of these baseball rule changes, and we'll see. We'll see how that goes. If that's oh, it'll exciting. be a disaster. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see how it goes. Before we get to that, though, since we're talking quarterbacks, and Ray and I disagreeing on the 49ers and their uh, quarterback philosophy over the last several years, I'm wondering what you thought of this. Now, this is from a writer, so this is a beat writer for the Packers. His name is Bob McGinn. He's been covering them for a hundred years. So, in your view, he's probably um, he's probably well connected. He is well connected. He says he he's convinced that the Packers are disgusted with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I, the reason I'm laughing is because uh, the the whole thing with Aaron Rodgers' a darkness retreat. Um, McGinn, Bob McGinn, beat writer. Uh, Green Bay Packers beat writer says he, he apparently he didn't think the team's really crazy about that whole thing. They are done with Rodgers. He's not coming back. I mean, they're <laughs> they're disgusted with him. They're done with him, and they're moving on. So yeah, yeah. Uh, the team is high on Jordan Love. They think he's the second coming right now. So as we talk about quarterbacks, I'm not suggesting that. Oh, look out! Uh, they'll make their move for Aaron Rodgers. Just what? Did something happen to Aaron Rodgers, or did we just not know what he was all about all along? Uh, I think he's probably changed in some ways, but I would caution you that the idea that people are disgusted with players in their employ in February is a permanent condition. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo was done and dusted here a year ago, just there's no chance he's coming back. And then miraculously, he came back. So I don't think the Packers are so disgusted with Rodgers that they just they are ready to get rid of him now. Uh, your, I mean, for one, they got to pay him $45 million next year. And a lot of teams can't swallow that. And two, they're not that high on Jordan Love. If they were that high on Jordan Love, he'd have, he'd have played a little more here or there. He never plays. So... That might be Bob projecting a little bit of his own disgust. Rodgers has said he's willing to rework his deal for this upcoming season. It carries a cap hit of $31.6 million. He has a $59.465 million guarantee to play next season. Your personal friend Peter King wrote last week, there was eyebrow raising among a few league or team people I brought this up with, this being the darkness retreat. Uh, I can see why the Packers would consider trading him. Seems like a good person, but he might be more trouble than he's worth. That's Peter King. So I guess we have to keep at least half an eye on the um, Aaron Rodgers situation this offseason, right? 
Oh, I I'm mean, not saying as it relates to the 49ers. No, yeah, no, we, we yep, I mean, yep, yep. I guarantee you people will be keeping all sorts of eyes on it, and they won't be seeing things correctly, but they like to fill in the blanks when there's no information. Um, I don't know. I just hope he's okay. I mean, seriously, I hope he's all right. Darkness retreat? I mean, that's just... Well... I hope that's just like, okay, Maybe it fine. works for him. Maybe it does. I it's hope it does. It's not like he invented this. Right. I mean, my problem is that it's also been invented in war situations where you capture a prisoner and want to torture him. Well. <laughs> but, no, I mean, maybe... No one should ever go on a darkness retreat during the XFL season, Lucas. Am I right? Well, this isn't during the regular season. The XFL, I said. The XFL season. Well, I agree. Okay. You, once again, you, you interrupted one of his naps. <laughs> Lucas is... There's, there's a game Thursday, so you, you can't. There's not enough days to go on a four-day retreat. Okay, thank you. Well played, Lucas. Yeah. yeah I mean, he wants to know, he asked you and me separately, you ever been to Mount Rushmore? Yeah, and, and then ask the same follow-up question. It, literally, he has, the, he has <laughs> the memory span of a hummingbird. Happy President's Day, guys. <laughs> Get it, President? Mount Rushmore? 510 says uh, Aaron Rodgers just wants attention. I don't know. I can't. He gets plenty of attention as it is. So. Well, I think he likes messing with people. Yeah. That, now, there fun. you go. He loves the fact that someone like me is going, I don't know what he's doing in a darkness retreat. He loves yeah. that. Yeah, I don't care what he's doing. Yeah. Now, can you tell me what baseball's doing and whether it's going to work this year? This whole, all the rule changes? I shouldn't say this whole because it's a bunch of different things. I mentioned earlier, Ray, and you mocked me mercilessly. I said I think of John Wooden when I think of some of these rules. What I mean by that is, you know, John Wooden, one of his famous sayings, he, there's a book of them. He said, be quick, but don't hurry. It's brilliant. Be quick, but don't hurry. I'm afraid with this, what, 20-second pitch clock in baseball, and I think it's 15 when there's nobody on base, that pitchers will be in a position where they can't be quick without hurrying. And if they hurry, I don't know, are we gonna, is that going to lead to more hit batters? Is it going to lead to just arm injuries? I'm, I'm afraid that there will be <laughs> unintended consequences to baseball's rule changes this year. Oh, there will be, because there always are. And they usually make them worse, not better. That's what I'm afraid of. So, But these, these are people who are endlessly tinkering with a game that they think is slowly dying while they're still trying to squeeze every day. While they're slowly it. killing it, which is the irony. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they're killing it or whether that's the natural progression of things, but they are not doing it any favors and they are not providing it any services. You could have just said, yeah, you're right, they're killing it. Instead, yeah. Because well, they're I don't not. Know. I don't think they're trying to kill it. They are killing it, whether they're trying to or not, with the pitcher's law. 15 seconds to throw a pitch with the bases empty, 20 seconds with a runner on base. Hitters will need to be in the batter's box with eight seconds on the pitch clock. Now, I hope it works and I hope it speeds no. up the game a little bit. You could you color could, me skeptical. Well, the idea that you know batters don't get to take a walk after every pitch is helpful. Should um, be the pitch count, however, you know, I think increases the possibility that more pitchers will end up with arm trouble. That's yeah, yeah. That that's what's wrong with that. But the the main thing is that they feel like the thing that's turning people off from baseball is that the game is too long, and it's not that it's too long; it's that it's. Too much wasted action, too much wasted time, not enough action, and way too much walk, strike out, homer. Not enough athleticism. What's the thing that every other sport has? You see think, players doing extraordinary things.
the extraordinary thing you most see in baseball is a hitter trying to make a judgment in about half a second whether a ball is hittable or not. That's an incredibly difficult thing to do, but it's not riveting. And they're trying to make the sport riveting for a generation that they may have already lost. The shift will be no more. Um, you know, there's only so much you can do. But at the time a pitch is thrown, all four infielders are required to be on the infield dirt or infield grass with two on each side of second base. Okay. I understand what they're trying to do there. The bases will be larger from 15 inches to 18 inches. Uh, fewer throwovers, so they're trying to get more stolen bases and more base hits on contact. I hope it works, but um, I, I mean, just the whole idea of the pitch clock. I think it's. They're, I think it's going to end up being something that's unworkable. They're 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 trying to overthrow what a bunch of young general managers have been trying to instill in baseball for the last 10 to 15 years, which is that balls in play are less important than balls over fence. And they might have the math to prove it, but it makes it a far more sterile game. And a more sterile game is what's harming the game more than anything else. So when when you said they're killing the game, I think there's greater damage being done by a bunch of general managers who are homogenizing the game while sucking the action out of it. That's one thing that analytics are doing to uh, basketball as well, kind of homogenizing it. Uh, I'm with you. Baseball tried the other way. Balls are going over the fence, so let's make the ball livelier. We'll have more home runs. In 2017, that was disastrous. There was a period there where you'd see like a routine fly ball. You knew as soon as a guy hit a fly ball, it's like, that's a home run. Well, so they realized that's not workable. When you tinker with the equipment... That's a far more fundamental change than tinkering with the rules. Because the rules ebb and the rules rules flow. Well, Ray, they told us they didn't tinker with the equipment. They said, well, it's specs, but yeah. then it's like, yeah, we did. They're, I mean, they're, the rules yeah. were they're, they're, I mean yeah, that's the other problem with their plan is they're lying bastards. Yeah. So that's what you get. And now nobody trusts them with anything because they shouldn't be trusted with anything. You know, are they going to kill baseball? Probably not. But they're not going to get the return that they're hoping this will get. You know, they want to be like football and basketball, and they're not. They don't embrace their differences. They spit on them. Do you think that baseball is, in terms of its um, popularity with the other sports, is it an endangered species? That if you just let the game go, that it's going to end up being a less attractive product to the masses? Because you can go back over the history of baseball, and every so often, they've had to try to goose the offense. You can go way back to the original live ball, and then, you know, uh, lowering the mound. It's the natural progression of baseball that over time, if you just leave it alone, pitching becomes more and more dominant. So is that just where this whole thing is headed, and there's only so much you can do? Well, I mean, I guess we'll see what these changes do, but I think... You, what you're, this, this is going to be, if you see a change, it's going to be more incremental because you now have to train an entire generation of hitters, not just ones in the major leagues, but in the minors, in college, in high school, to change their approach. You know, stop worrying about launch angle. You know, try to put the ball in play, hit the ball on a line. They're, they have to learn that skill again because it's not being taught now. Hmm. And that's the problem, is they have basically squeezed everybody into this one funnel and said, you need to be this. 
whether or not said person can be that. He said, no, this is what you need to be, or there is no job for you. I think, Ray, these rules, for better or worse, I think they're going to be very noticeable. I think it's easy to say that, oh, you'll get used to them. And I admit, I've been to minor league games with a pitch clock, and initially I was outraged, and after a while you kind of roll with it. But all these rules at once, I do think... As I say, for better or worse, I don't know, but I do think it's going to be something that's going to be really noticeable from opening day. Well, from the first spring training games. Well, yeah, oh, cool. of course it will, because it'll be a radical change yeah. that you're used to. Mm-hmm. Will you get used to it after a while? Depends if it's a, well, it depends if it's actually effective or not. If it's actually addressing the problems that they're designed to address. I mean, to me, the problem that they have is that they are applying solutions to the thing that isn't the major problem. Is that they always do that? You're right. That's a great point. I mean, they don't. They identify the problem and then provide the wrong remedy. Yes, because yes. they don't understand what what's going on here. So, what is and the remedy? The remedy, friend, the short term remedy, and they would they would never consider this, is make it infinitely harder to hit a home run. Raise the fences by thirty feet. Raise the fences or deaden the ball. Just raise the fences. Don't deaden the ball. You want the ball. Dude. Then my people in the bleachers can't see over the fence, right? Well, then you don't sell those seats. <laughs> Raise the fences? You want to discourage people swinging for the home, for the fences, right? If that's what you want, if you want I more action in the game, guess so. Okay, yeah. You know, or maybe you lower the fences, you know, down the lines, or raise the fences down the lines, make it harder to pull the ball for a home run. But then the problem is, all right, I understand where you're going, but. All the other sports, when they want to become more fan-friendly, you increase offense. And that actually is decreasing offense. Yeah, but what they're they were... They're, but they're trying they're to create now. different kinds of offense, What they're is doing now is decreased offense. That's the point. Well, it's trying to, that's what I say. It's like, yeah, maybe we'll be get more balls in play and more stolen bases, more action. Okay, but... That's what they're trying to add. Yeah, but how are you going to add that if the overwhelming teaching is about... Put the ball in the air. Don't hit a ground ball. A ground ball hurts you. Hit the ball in the air. And swing him. And don't worry if you strike out 185 times. We want you to put the ball in the air. Well, you only have two Launch choices. Launch angle, baby. You have two choices when the ball's in the air. It's either a home run or it's caught. And either way, you're either trotting the first and then heading around to second, third, and home. Or you're trotting the first and then taking a big turn back to the dugout. Right. But, but you're not runs- running hard. Yeah, but home runs still have a lot of value for me, entertainment value. Oh, well, then, then get used to this, because that's what you're, those are the choices. They boiled it down to those two things. That's what I mean by homogenizing the game. I understand. Everyone has the same approach. It's like the NBA. Everybody is, we're pushing pace and we're shooting a lot of threes. Except that the NBA is Ray doing things that require more athleticism. <laughs> yeah. Major yeah. League Baseball is doing things that retard, well, I understand. I just all I meant was that there's a similarity in terms of the game, the way the games are being homogenized. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Okay. We but, allow that. Well, no, I'm not arguing with you. I already argued with you enough today. <laughs> that stupid Trey Lance, the Brock Purdy. We weren't even arguing about Trey Lance. Then why were you? Never mind. Yeah. You're so sensitive about that that anyone says, I hate hey, that subject. Quarterbacks, 49ers, and you're like, no, I, I hate- don't want to talk about that anymore. No, because it's what gets talked about every day, and it's no more interesting today than it was yesterday, talk- and it will be even less interesting we're not, tomorrow. We're not actually talking about it right now. Bigger bases. 
So that'll increase stolen bases. I think the throw- I think it'll also increase double plays. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, limiting throwovers, and then you're increasing um, the size of the bases. I think there's going to be more emphasis. There's going to have to be on catchers who can throw. Throw the old, the, the bean down uh, <laughs> to the bag, right? Throw the bean down to the... How old are you? <laughs> the pill, I should say. Oh, the pill. That's yeah. The bean. Get that pill down to the keystone sack, right? You're a keystone sack. <laughs> It will be more important, I think, that you have a catcher who can throw. I think that's going to happen. But if happen. the bag's bigger, maybe it's not, maybe it doesn't matter as much because it's easier to you so know. just give up. The yeah. bag's bigger. It's like I can't get him anyway. No, I mean maybe it's just you know that the, the the fielder can cover more ground while having his foot oh. on the bag. I mean, just mm, it's. I don't. That's not the idea, though. I don't know. I know what. That's not the idea. But yeah. that's probably what's going to happen. These you, these morons. The bigger base is going to make it morons. easier to throw out runners. Is that it, what you're suggesting? I'm saying that if you make the target bigger, you can. It's easier for the fielder as well as the runner to be around the base. Yeah, but it makes the distance the runner has to travel shorter. And I you mean, think three inches is the bit. difference? It's a game of inches, right? It's not a game of inches. <laughs> <laughs> No, bang, whatever's going to happen. Look, whatever's going to happen this year, you may rest assured that it will be a festival of unintended consequences. That's what and that the me. game will be incrementally worse because the problems they're trying to address will be refused. I'll give you a great example of that. Not that you need one, because I think we're on the same page. Unintended consequences in baseball. Baseball years ago, we talked about 2017. Uh, let's make the ball more flight friendly. So they tinkered with it. It was still within the specification. So they could say, no, this is a legal ball. And they just made it slicker. So it was harder for pitchers to get the grip they needed to put spin on the ball. And also the ball was less wind re uh, air resistant. So what happened was pitchers were getting blisters and pitchers couldn't get, get the grip on the baseball. So what they do, Ray, they started inventing all the, you know, spider glue and all this crazy you know, llama mucus, whatever it was to put on there. <laughs> I mean, they had some crazy things. So you had guys. You well, had let's then no, no, let's examine llama mucus for a minute here. <laughs> Where did you come up with that? Just you take an animal and something that's kind of sticky, and I tell you what, there's a product that pitchers use by that name, and and so then a couple years ago, baseball had to go. We gotta do something about this, guys. And you can tell the way they issued is like we're gonna crack down. They told the pitchers. This is bad. Um, we're going to give you guys a grace period. Then we're going to search everybody because the spin rates now are so high. Nobody can hit anything. And that was a direct result, an unintended consequence of them making the ball slicker so that it, they'd get more home runs. These yes. are the types of things that baseball stumbles into. They don't stumble into them. They don't have any idea where they're going. So it's not really a stumble as much as it is a full-on walk into the wall. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to fix the game because they they don't want to do the one thing that they know would fix the game because there are 30 owners who've hired the same general manager thinking the same way and they don't want to start over again. And they don't want to have to retrain an entire generation of hitters because that's the other thing you would have to do. And the only way you're going to get that change is to make the home run more difficult and maybe that depresses offense too 
And if that depresses offense, then people are going to complain about baseball the way they used to complain about soccer when they were stupid. Which is there's not enough scoring. You said when people were stupid. So in a way, you said people aren't stupid anymore. I said anymore. when people were more stupid. <laughs> no, you didn't say that. You said people used to be stupid, basically. From the six well, now they're stupider. Ray Whitey. I remember the salad days of baseball, watching Mariano Rivera work in the postseason. I miss that era of baseball. Yeah, who doesn't miss that? That was a steroid era. <laughs> it was, right? Mariano um, Rivera. Yeah. I mean, you're talking. You, you think he was he was <laughs> he was boosting? No, I'm just saying you're talking that that was the steroid era. Yeah. When you had the '90s and you had some of those great teams and all those guys hitting all those home runs and you know uh, well, that was part of it. That it, it was more entertaining though. Well, gee, well in then, some ways. Well, then, why isn't baseball legalizing or trying to figure out how to legalize performance enhancing drugs? They're not. You know, they would do that in a heartbeat if they could. I think they're doing it anyway. I mean, guys are still testing positive, so it's not like they've eradicated it. Don't you think guys get a heads up about when they're going to be tested from somewhere? I don't know if the league's involved or the agents or somehow, because the league doesn't want guys getting caught. Yeah, they don't want guys using steroids, but they more than that, they don't want anybody getting caught. Well, the only reason why they they do even this performative stuff is because George Mitchell scared him to death. You know, oh my God, we might lose our our antitrust exemption if we get crosswise with Congress, and so you know they promptly became drug police, but they weren't effective drug police because before that, they not only delighted in the product they cashed in on the product and when it was found that the product was tainted by cheating and illegality did they return any of the money i'd have to check granny could check but i don't believe they did no I, we could check that well i have checked it not a dime no i I'm they were they were happy that. when it was coming in now they're complaining because it's not coming in as fast that's the thing that's going to uh, that's one of the things i think is going to happen next is Baseball is all of a sudden going to start looking the other way on this again. And you're going to get to see guys with Popeye, Popeye arms and Popeye calves. Mm -hmm. you know, they're, and it's going to, I mean, they will literally, they'll do anything to anything to try to fix this. But they're not fixing it in a way that is lasting. Coming up, Ray will give his very optimistic, I'm sure, view of the, the Giants season. We've got that coming up. And uh, how do the Warriors get there? From here, we got some NBA buyout news today. We'll share that, how it impacts the Warriors. That is next. It's Damon and Ratto. Whitey in for Damon today. And we're presented by Fremont Bank. Full service banking. No compromises. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.